Hey everyone, we're back after a nice long holiday break. I'm here with Megan and Alice, and we are continuing our tradition study. Um, and we are doing tradition four. Um, the fourth tradition, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA, AA, whatever, as a whole. Who'd like to, so first of all, we always do our like, did you, did anyone listen to the speaker? I did. What's your Siskel and Ebert on the fourth? Oh, I'll okay. Give it a thumbs up. I actually, I liked, I liked uh, the speaker, maybe the most of all of them. Wow. And I also great. found that the readings in all of the books, the AA 12 and 12, the OA, and then the Al-Anon were the most similar of any of the traditions, which was yeah. interesting, but yeah. Uh, what about you, Allison? Ebert, that was Cisco, uh, Ebert. <laughs> Wait, is Ebert the fat one? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of them, the fat one won a Pulitzer and also uh, was in AA. And oh, really? Anyone oh. was oh, like, funny. you know, a s intellectual snob and died earlier. So, I mean, you both kind of win. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I guess it's a thumbs up. Oh, okay. I don't know. I was trying to, uh, I just, I, I listened to it earlier and then I'm like, oh, it's been a long time. So I just finished listening to it right before this. And um, I guess I was a little disappointed that a lot of it was reading right out of the, the AA 12 and 12, which like, okay, I already read that. Yeah. Um, a lot um, of these so, kind of, you know. Yeah. You're kind of doing that. So, but you know. So anyway, all right. So thoughts, opinions, you know, fourth tradition. Uh, what? So I was in the recording. She talked about, uh, was it Thailand or yeah, a place that was Buddhist so. and they, they didn't like, they didn't, I don't know, they didn't like it. They didn't relate to the God thing. And so they wanted to change the word to good. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised that she said, you know, if it'll help the alcoholics and why not? Because we have um, groups that read it. Like they don't want it to be, they want it to be gender, gender neutral. Mm -hmm. And it actually came up recently. Somebody asked, and my understanding was that you read it as it's written. And if you don't agree with it, then you just don't read it out loud in the meeting. But, um, and so I was surprised that, that the history was, you know, if it's gonna, it's, if it's gonna help a, a, you know, alcoholics recover, then that's fine. Mm. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah I was really I'm surprised by that. I'm in another fellowship where this, I mean, this is like a little bit of a tangent, but where the steps are not gendered, like in the felt in the book, like they're not gendered. Yeah. Presumably because the fellowship voted to change them at some point. Yeah. That's what mm -hmm. it's like um, in marijuana anonymous. So again, these, these more, these younger 12 step programs, you know, coming in the seventies and the eighties, like taking out, you know, yeah, I think in in Marijuana Anonymous, it was even it wasn't even God. It was HP higher power in the in their little literature thing. So but anyway, again, uh, not to get on a tangent, but so the fourth tradition. So just for conversation, how would changing the name. Um, Apply. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's each group is autonomous, right? In, in fact except in matters affecting other groups or a as a whole and presumably so the the fellowship that i'm talking about is wa workaholics anonymous and presumably they're separate fellowships right. so they can do what, what what they want um to adapt the the steps as they see fit um 
And the other thing I, I found really interesting that the speaker pointed out is about how, you know, groups are free to do what they want and there are no real punitive measures. Like the only punitive measure is you might get removed from a meeting list. But I think yeah. in the OA 12 and 12, it said like, you should like take with special, like really, really be careful if you're gonna remove a group from the meeting list um, and think seriously about it. Um, but yeah, that like, these are, you know, suggestions and best practices the traditions are but that there's not no, there's no arm of there's no AA police right like no one's gonna come in or you know uh, which I thought was interesting well here's something let's go back to the Buddhist thing on just a second because um you know in in rereading the traditions um you know what came up you're right like this you know in the three books that I read it's it did seem to be the most aligned but there were slight differences and one of them was is you know uh that to make sure that wherever you go people will find the 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 AA let's just AA or OA recovery so um, I remember being at a meeting and a woman went to visit her family in the South and everyone named, um, you know, God by name, you know, and so again, it's like, okay, yeah, these people over here are saying, you know, good. And then these people in the South are saying Jesus, oh. you know, so it's kind of like, so then people, newcomers go to that meeting and they think that that's, you know, the, the entire, they think that's the world service, whether it's OA world service or, you know. Um, yeah. So that does actually affect AA or OA as a whole, you know. Yeah, I agree. To give, to name God. But then again, I'm going to answer if they don't have a concept of God, like it's nothing that they can even, because now we're talking about a different country. Right. 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 Well, it's a, it's an interesting question about tradition four. And then I, I was also struck with how much the writing about tradition four actually a lot of times is talking about tradition five which is each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers that like tradition four is there so that we can stick to our primary purpose. Like, which you, is tradition one, like every right. other tradition is about yeah. making sure that, you know, right. We still exist. Right. You know, right. Yeah, in the AA book, it says that uh, sobriety has to be our sole objective, mm -hmm. and that every group has the right to be wrong. Right. And one of the things she said in the recording also was that uh, when a group has served its purpose, it goes away. Mm -hmm. Like they had a, I think she said it was a women's group. I'm not sure. Um, you know, it was really strong. It grew, and then it was gone. It just, like, there wasn't apparently a need in the community for it anymore. And so it died. Hmm. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. The, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's something that, that, um, not that I struggle with, but just the different, like who's right, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, with this, like this group, um, in their format, they had a copy of the twelve steps written, you know, mm -hmm. the conference-approved way, and then they also had a copy of it changed so it was gender-neutral, and whoever was reading could choose one. Mm -hmm. And so, someone came and said, uh, "That's a." They said it was a Trishan ten break because it was an outside issue. Mm. And I said, 
it was a tradition for break because when you're rewriting the steps, you're you're affecting OA as a whole. Right. Because that's the basis of our program, the steps and the traditions. And um, so I don't know. It's it's what are your thoughts on that, Megan? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's like the maybe this is like the most interesting <laughs> amorphous tradition. And I guess I'm I'm struck at how the AA 12 and 12 writes it and the whole story in here, yeah. uh, which talks about sort of the um, the commercialization basically of AA and, and this, story, this story is also interesting because it, it could, it, to me, it seems like it's, it's more of a, what is the tradition that talks about uh, one Affiliation? in yeah. enterprises yeah. getting paid being self-supporting mixing in money you know all of that stuff it's like it's more to me it's more of a story about bringing outside affiliation uh into into aa so uh, let me just inter interject for our listeners yeah. that so we're the aa the aa reading it's sort of i also wrote like it's it's big points seem to be the story about um, this one group that wanted to like, you know, turn it into an enterprise, you know, and like make it, you know, they had these huge plans. Um, and, you know, the home office said, we don't think that's a good idea. And they said, you're not the boss of us, we're going to do it anyway. And then the whole thing blew up in the, in the guy's face, you know, and he's, and that was the humble pie. And so that's the whole all the other groups had to sit back and watch this one group make all these decisions about itself and then watch the group like implode. So that's the whole bills, like every group has the right to be wrong. And then the other sort of point that they make is around groups that are all Catholic, all Protestant, all Republican, and how that impacts AA as a whole, because of course then, you're excluding people who you're excluding alcoholics who need sobriety. So again, I'm just sort of catching the, um, the, yeah. audience well, I think, I mean, it, I, I guess as, as we're studying the traditions, like there's been a couple of stories like this that are very moralizing in the tradition yeah. um, about, I mean, the tradition is each group should be autonomous. Right. But then the, the story is about, how this enterprise was doomed from the start and and you know there's the line uh they had exercised the right to be actually they were wrong in their enterprising or whatever and they were making mistakes but every you know everyone has the dignity of their own path basically mm -hmm. is what right. this is saying whereas i think that this tradition could be interpreted the other way and i guess the the main difference that i found in the the oa 12 and 12 was that actually you do have a right to create special emphasis meetings as long as you're not excluding anybody else from them. Right. So for, for example, one of the meetings that I used to go to in San Francisco was a young people's meeting yeah. and people regularly that wouldn't necessarily qualify as young went to the right. meeting. Um, and that was, that was fine. Um, and so I, I guess, I, I guess the, the moralizing of the A 12 and 12, I find a little bit challenging because what it's actually saying is, but you're wrong if you try to stray too far from these. Well, I think that, let me just, you know, point counterpoint is that, you know, keeping in mind that the the AA tradition was actually written based on these experiences that were happening. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like a more, it's like, here are the things that in the last 15 years have created discord and disharmony and have made it so that people can't get sobriety and then all these stories. Um, so I hear what you're saying, but it's also like, no, this is actually what happened. Right. Because they did affiliations and they didn't care about how their meeting affected AA as a whole. Right. And then the counterpoint is though, so for, I mean, I think there's, there's a difference with this 
special interest meetings, right? And that they're actually open to everybody. We're yeah, just like focused on one area. Yeah. Um, that I guess the, the counterpoint to that, and I, I, I'm not trying to say that yeah. I'm right or whatever, is how many people get sober or get abstinent because they find a meeting that fits them and that they have identification with and can relate to. So well, I think kind of that's thing. the maturity though. Whereas AA is like in the beginning, like, right. You know, if you make a meeting Republicans only or Democrats only, you know, you're, you're not doing the primary purpose versus like, I think, you know, with time and maturity, we've learned like, how can you have a special interest group, you know, without breaking any traditions so that, you know, you know, uh, meetings for people of color, meetings for, you know, queer, meetings for women only, you know, I think, or young people. So Allison, what are, or Alice, what are your reflections on? Well, I noticed that OA calls them special focus, mm -hmm. whereas they are still, you know, like 100 pounder meetings or anorexic bulimic or mm -hmm. it's like a different like it's we're all still compulsive with food but we are bringing in bringing to the party as kind of like a special flavor right and then for the uh the people of color or lgbtq etc um there is still an experience that's tied to that in addition to um, your addiction, I don't know. See that that's that that those two are kind of little kind of gray areas. Like they could almost be argued as um, um, outside issues. Mm -hmm. However, when I came in, anorexia bulimia was considered an outside issue. I was just about so, to say, why don't you talk yeah. about that? Because you, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so I struggled with my abstinence until I found others who were suffering the same as I was, and there was that deeper level of, for me, really trust and understanding. I mean, when I came in, when I walked into my meetings the first year, I felt welcome and accepted. But there was the missing, there was a, there were still the, you know, what are you doing here? You don't have a weight problem or mm -hmm. I wish I could, I wish I could have that or, you know, that kind of, um, or if they understand the torture that goes on with it, they would never want, no, ever, yeah. any, any. And so, and then with the. Do you remember the discussion that happened with the board around not making it an outside issue anymore and bringing it in or did it just one day people announced like oh i guess we get to have anorexics and bulimics in the rooms i mean i'm just kind of curious how that even played itself out or what the conversation was no i don't i wasn't uh i wasn't at that level of service yeah, when, when those I'm I'm imagining it was a WSBC motion that came forward about special focus at all. Yeah. So um, I wonder if they had categorized it as mental illness or like a you know and not addiction. And uh, they were like, oh, that's outside issue. I don't know. Well, I'm oh, trying to figure out. Could like, also be the um, our invitation to you with compulsive compulsive foods and compulsive food behaviors like i wonder when the and compulsive food behavior was added yeah that was fairly uh, recent that was okay. really recent that yeah. Was yeah the last few years as I mean, a way it, to include yeah the anorexics and the bulimics yeah and that 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 took a long time to come whereas now it's uh, the literature makes an effort to make 50%. I don't know if you know that 50% of the time they say compulsive eater and overeater and 50% of the time they try to say just compulsive eater to be more inclusive. Mm -hmm. And yes, there were people actually counted. Yeah, I, I bet. And they, they came and saying it's not even like, you know, it's, 
you accept the literature or you don't accept the literature. Because I don't know if you know, WSBC, once it uh, gets put up for a vote, mm -hmm. there is no editing to be done except if you find grammatical or typos. Mm -hmm. you, you either voted in or you voted out. There's none of this, you know, editing on the fly kind of thing, so. Right. So just to back it up a little bit around the special topics group, like I, I remember, I don't know if this is true. This is one of those sort of like folklore, you know. Urban legend. Urban, well, you know, recovery legends. Uh -huh. that one of the reasons why in AA they started having women's meetings is because Bill couldn't leave the women alone and other men like them. And so hence they started having women only meetings once they got enough women so that they could and also having gone to open AA meetings for years that was actually an issue was like you know newcomers like that's where the whole 13th you know or the like one year rule came up because you know um it, some people just either they didn't feel safe or they forgot all about their sobriety and was paying attention to all the cuties in the room you know what I mean so that's kind I would of have no experience with that whatsoever none, none. <laughs> I have no idea Please. no idea what I'm talking about so yeah so again the special topic and then also um I also heard I actually heard in the open AA meeting that I go to that when this one of the traditions was being talked about and this guy talked about how he was in an AA meeting and he talked about his he was trying to talk, you know, just share and he mentioned his boyfriend and someone interrupted him and said that's an outside issue and wouldn't let him speak. You know what I mean? And so yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's just been a long, arduous path around wow. the traditions, but, it, but the point being, it's like, you know, cause there's a conversation around, is it good that, you know, gay people only go to gay meetings, you know what I mean? And, and women only go to women only meetings and instead of like, you know, I don't know, just learning to be in recovery together and making it a primary focus. I don't know. I'm just telling you that conversation is out there. Wow. Well, the, um, the OA book says, we accept responsibility for ourselves, for our actions and their consequences and for our own recovery. So, and, um, I can see how in, in order to get some recovery under your belt, you might feel safer at special focus meetings that are, um, you know, have a gay focus or, a, mm -hmm. you know, women, thing is it's not women only. Right. Well, it's and also women, that's kind of hilarious in a way because only 11% of our membership is male, but still. You know. We have men men's meetings but they're yeah. not men only meetings like like we have yeah. ab meetings they're not ab only meetings so right. um but you know sometimes you just need a meeting yeah and if it's it, i'm just like when i first came in i had to i'd like to say i had to fight for my recovery like you can't kick me out because right. i'm not you know big like you or whatever i have the same internal struggles and so you know my disease was like ha, see we don't belong let's go and, right. and the part luckily the part of me that wanted to recover was stronger than the part of me that wanted me to stay in my disease and i just like glued myself to the chair and just just listen you know just wow you know That's and, yeah and now i you know with zoom I go to AB meetings every day of the week if I need to, which mm -hmm. sometimes I do. And, and I found some very supportive communities. And, and in those, we have people show up and go, I'm so glad I found you guys. I just, I just, I'm not hearing, they weren't hearing their story. And when you go to an AB speaker meeting, you're gonna hear your story, mm -hmm. all of the little, 
crazy making places this disease takes you mm -hmm. to have it come out of someone's mouth exactly how you experience it is just an amazing gift yeah megan all of a sudden i can't hear you can you hear me now yep, yep. oh uh alice how many years did it take you to find an a a b meeting oh an actual a b meeting i don't even remember i mean that I, one of the women, like within the first year that I was in OA, one of the women started a women's meeting. And in that meeting, there were a, a lot of us were young in the area. It turned out that probably 75% of us were AB. Mm. But that, that wasn't what brought us together. What brought us together was this one woman who was... Uh, I just really admired her recovery and she wanted a meeting on a certain day. Mm -hmm. She decided it was, she would rather it be a women's focus meeting. Turns out later it's because she had a male sponsor who was a predator and that mm. was a whole thing. Um, and she just wanted to make a safe space for women. Right. For that. But, uh, but that was, you know, before that was back when it was in, considered an outside issue. Yeah. So once I found, I found the people, the fellows, and then we would, I would recognize them at other meetings. And that's, you know, it's like, like, this is the AB section of the meeting. <laughs> right. We all right. sit in this one little section. We're all together. So, yeah. yeah. But again, that power of identification, you know, yeah. so whether it's yeah. a BIPOC meeting, a, you know, LGBTQ plus meeting, women's meeting, mm -hmm. men's meeting, young people yeah. meeting the idea is to increase the possibility for identification you know as long as i think you know where this topic started is is that moving from rules membership requirements which is what was happening versus special focus meetings now this is not actually how it's done in practice because i have been kicked out of a stag meeting i didn't know it was a stag meeting i needed a meeting i went and you know i walked in with my friend and he had totally forgot that it was a stag meeting and the guys are like she's got to go you know well so, i know and wow. so and then also um I was on a women's uh, meeting on Sunday, just this Sunday, a Zoom meeting, and twice guys like called in and then the secretary was like, this is a women's meeting and waited until they, so, you know, we have this. Is that AA yeah. or is that? Um, it was OA and then AA. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like. Did you say something about that? No. Yeah. I was just like, you know, and I, I was just like, no, you know, mm -hmm. you know, my whole thing, the reason why I didn't say anything, even though it's like, is I'm tired of being the old timer in the room. I'm just like, mm -hmm. even though it says here, that's another thing. So going back to the, you know, um, AA tradition for, so again, the AA seemed to be, um, you know, don't injure AA as a whole don't affiliate itself like Catholic, Protestant, Republican, Democratic, wet or dry meetings. Um, sobriety is the sole objective, rule 62. OA, I wrote, no other group can dictate another group, um, uh, but make sure that a group, but part of the tradition for us to make sure that a group truly represents OA. And then, um, in this, in the OA book is like, when traditions are not being honored, old timers need to speak up, you know, which I have been doing for fucking 20 years. And I just <laughs> wanted on Sunday, I just wanted to, it was a new meeting. They, they didn't even know who I was. And I was like, I just wanted to be a newcomer. So that's part of the reason why I didn't say anything. It's like, it wasn't my meeting. I'd never been there before, but, yeah. um, and then also I'm just like, you know, that's, that's kind of, even though we talk about what they're supposed to do, half the time, if I've been in a special topic meeting and someone comes in who's not part of that, half the time, the people just are like, oh, welcome. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. you know, but then after we'll say, did you know this is a women's only meeting? Hint, hint, don't come back. Hmm. Huh. That's the, that never happened to me before. Or the only time I can think of it happening, I was at um, the Castro Country Club. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't remember what day or what meeting. And a a homeless man came in who was very smelly to the point where it was like disruptive to the meeting. And it was clear like he he was just there to sleep in like a warm space. He did not have a desire to stop eating compulsively. And he got kicked out. Yeah. Um, That was the only time I think I've seen anyone be asked to to leave yeah yeah so you know but then again it's kind of like this unspoken thing of like well you know for example if it's a men's meeting I'm not gonna go you know what I mean yeah but then I could also think like man if I really needed a meeting I would (laughs) yeah well the thing is is like to the in today's age right you know there's like yeah you know two yeah uh, 200 but at least right 20 meetings happening at the right. same time around the world right. so although yeah I could I could tell a story I was traveling yeah. in Australia um how many years ago six or seven yeah no longer than that I, well, maybe almost 10 years ago now and I was like almost gonna relapse because I didn't have I think I didn't have cell phone service because it was like before the time of like easy international cell phone service and I went to an open AA meeting that turned out to be like connected to a detox center oh right it was like dudes shaking yeah coming out of And then some woman, this elderly woman who was like sober was like, would you like to tell your story? And it was like, I can, I don't know if these, these like Australian alcoholics are going to relate to it. But it was like an example of this. Yeah. I need to meet. Like I found, I found this open AA meeting in a hospital and, and got on a bus and went, um, and I'm glad it was there. And I'm glad yeah. that I did it. Yeah. And I've had that experience too, traveling. It's funny, like the traveling, it's like, I need a meeting, you know? Right. And it's funny because yeah. I think that the two, so it's, you know, again, an interesting, I, I understand, even though it was like, it was hard when I got kicked out of the stag meeting. I also know now that I'm older that, um, and have been around a while that a lot of alcoholics cross addict with sex addiction. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, so the secretary wasn't just being mean to me. He was like, if you're in this meeting and I was younger and a lot hotter at the time, if you're in this meeting, (laughs) no, but seriously, it's like Mm people, the men are not going to share at the level that they need to share. So that's why it's like, yeah, we have these, this, this tradition, this guideline. And yet, you know, it's interesting how in practice. So yeah, it sucked, but I kind of am like, once I kind of understood it more and understood, I was like, well, I can kind of see that. Yeah. And also it was San Francisco. So it wasn't like, oh, there are no other meetings happening tonight. Right. So, Yeah. It is interesting because like some of my favorite meetings were like the LGBT Our Lady of Safeway meeting, yeah. which I identify as, you know, like a straight, yeah. <laughs> straight person, but I loved those yeah. meetings. And I, I just, it would, it would, would have been sad to me that they couldn't, if they were not a part of my recovery, I guess. So. My Ellen on home group was a gay men's meeting in, uh, in the Castro. Yeah. And Thursday nights, it was the best, you know? So, yeah, I mean, you know, and it's funny because I know there was one, I, I went, I was like, this is my home group. And there was one guy who just really did not like that. I was in the meeting, you know? And I was like, well, this is where I feel safe. And I hear a lot of recovery. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't really argue with that. Huh? No, yeah. you can't. So let's see the AA spiritual autonomy old timers need to speak up. They won't register any groups with special requirements. You know, they're not going to tell you not to meet, but you know, 
like you said earlier, you know, the only punishment is, is that you won't be on the OA website, right? Is that right, Alice? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, oh, then the story, the OA story, you know, again, for the listeners, I don't know who wants to pick this one up. Alice, how about you about the group in the church with the healing practices? That was in the OA 12 and 12, the OA fourth step. Oh, the praying. Or fourth tradition. Yeah, the healing or whatever. Yeah, that the group took, so they met in the church and the group started taking on the practices of the church. Yeah. Where they were praying. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, I thought it was like healing hands or something, not just. Uh, Bottom of page uh, 141. Yeah, laying on of hands and praying for healing for those who were having difficulty. Wow. And I was shocked because the next I'm thinking that, oh, they're going to say it fell apart. Well, no, that it quickly soared to almost 300. Right. Which you would think, yeah, that's great. Right. Someone could tell me, like, I'll lay hands on you and you'll never be a compulsive eater again. I'd be like, okay, let's try it. (laughs) Yeah. But that's just it. The members of the groups were convinced. They had been forever healed from compulsive eating yeah. and never worked the steps. So like, yeah. like, so in effect, it wasn't an OA group. Right. Exactly. A, and at that point, it wasn't an like, OA group. Take me to the river kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, so it also talks about um, we set necessary boundaries for ourselves and our OA groups so that we won't be abused by others. Mm-hmm. We express our needs openly without insisting others meet those needs in ways they might harm them. Mm-hmm. Um, because that you know the AA one says, "Oh, every everyone gets to mm-hmm. make mistakes, and there's no punitive mm-hmm. action that no one can get tossed." Mm-hmm. But there was actually a, something that happened before COVID. Where was it before COVID? Maybe it was after. Um, where where um, a fellow was attending meetings and yeah, it must have been COVID because it was on Zoom. It was making inappropriate comments to someone in the meeting mm. via chat. Mm-hmm. And it went to the inner group and the inner group, I believe. This is, this is the meeting that we were talking about before the meeting, before this. This is, that's the group. Really? Yeah. It was... Yeah, anyway, Hmm. so yeah, what to do with that kind of behavior. Right. And what was, did they decide he couldn't come anymore? No, well, I think, go ahead, Megan. I think what, well, they went to intergroup and then intergroup was like, yeah, and we, we as an intergroup are not doing anything about this because each group we, is we don't have the power to right there there is no punitive measure and i think i think that the thing that is important for me or the differentiation is like yeah if that person's being inappropriate and abusive you can kick them out of that that one meeting that one time but that person is not permanently banned from oa um, that was the divisive because yeah. some people wanted them 86th from the meeting forever. Right. Yeah. And then some people were like, no, this is a member, you know, old timers need to step in and say, hey, you're not allowed right. to do this behavior. You're here to focus. Let me help you. And right. Then, it was more it was about like, 12 stepping. You need 12 yeah, step and not kick them out. We're like, I don't feel safe in this meeting if this perpetrator is going to be here and it was, and it just really became quite a big hot topic, you know, around the traditions and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, it's kind of like uh, the Supreme court. It's like, you know, how are you going to read the, read the law? Also knowing that the traditions, we say they're guidelines, but we act as if they're laws. Right. They're merely yeah. suggestions. Yeah. One of the ACA meetings that I go to, um, the Bernal, the Bernal Heights meeting, actually, uh, Nicole, oh. the, yeah, it's, which is on Zoom and it's great. Um, reads, I can't remember what it's called, but like, 
a statement at the beginning of the meeting about predatory behavior and about how that's like, you know, either attracting that to, I, you know, it talks about some of the laundry list traits and then like, here's what you do if you are a victim of predatory behavior. What is you speak up about it? The other option is go to other meetings that mm-hmm. where you do feel safe. Um, and I just, I find that really interesting that, that, that ACA meeting in particular, like, um, or that that fellowship has, has considered that as like, yeah, we do this, right? Yeah. Yeah. There was a, the East Side Sunrise meeting that was happening. There was a person who was, and again, we use the term predatory. I mean, it is predatory, but it was, you know, a guy trying to, you know, you know, flirt with women in the meeting and, you know, doing unwanted you know, sexual energy towards that person. And, and it created a huge drama in that meeting around. And so um, eventually, like, somehow they, they did vote, like this guy can't come because he wouldn't, I guess he wouldn't, I don't know the story, but I do know that that was the issue. They 86 him from the meeting before they, they did that, though, they did try to put in the script, exactly what you're talking about like, please be aware, this was during the whole Me Too movement, you know, and a lot of women, you know, started to speak up about this guy, you know, and unfortunately, the true story is, is that, you know, he went out, got drunk, did drugs and OD'd and died. But that was really, I mean, yeah, that's the consequence. And so there was more division afterwards where the men were angry at the women. And I was like, well, you know, any thoughts on any of that hot mess? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just find sometimes the stories from AA are just like the, they're so tragic in yeah. their end. Like it just is, yeah, I was listening to an AA speaker uh, the other day and it was like, and then he died. And then he died, right? And then he OD'd and died, yeah. you know. Yep. And, and yeah. yeah. So yeah, the stakes are really high. I want to circle back. Um, I was really struck in your story, Alice, about you know uh, walking into the room and you know not being overweight, and just thinking like. And here was my thought when I first went to OA, and there were you know. Uh, what's it called height weight proportionate women in that I was like what are you doing here like why are you here and then they would tell their story and show pictures and it was like ah so it's just kind of interesting was it because you were a newcomer and they were like or was it that there were there was no recovery in the room that's where I'm kind of like what was everyone large and it's like oh well you're not large it's like well yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'm trying to think if it only happened once, then it might be able to tell you. Right. But, uh, you know, there. But just that idea of like you come in and they're assuming you're not I'm not pounds, and then they're yeah. wondering, like, why are you here? It's like, well, maybe she lost recovered. all the weight. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> that's what's or, to happen. Yeah. You know, or, or not. I, that's another yeah. topic. Well, but there was I a mean, lot of crying going on when I first came in the room. So they could probably tell that I was a new. <laughs> 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 so, what okay. year did you come in, Alice? Uh, 90. What year did I come in? When did you come in? 1980. Uh, 2013. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what was your 1980 hours? 1980. I'm trying to think of where I, I was. 80. Let's see. You were 10? 1980. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was 1989. I'm, okay. I'm trying to think of, you know, I, I found this piece of paper in my mom's house that about a timeline like you put a yeah. line and then you write down yeah. the significant yeah. things that happened and I pulled it out and I was thinking you know I should really do this yeah and I end up finding one in my son's room where he had apparently his therapist asked him to do the yeah I'm like like man I really you know 
you start forgetting stuff when it happens yeah. so you think like 1989 yeah because i was 1989 oa was like my fifth program and it was like 1998 mm -hmm. so you know that's interesting it might have been 1990 yeah. I'm trying to yeah. think because i graduated college this is my tragic story yeah graduated college i i should have graduated in 85 i graduated in 89 and i had this idea in my head that my boyfriend would asked me to marry him after I graduated college. And then he didn't. <laughs> I ended up in a mental health facility. As you do. As I do for suicide, but because I couldn't quit. Yeah. And I'm obviously worth nothing because he's not asking me to marry him. Interestingly yeah. enough, 10 days after I got out of that, he proposed. But anyway, <laughs> you were like, um, no. <laughs> but it was a, so in that facility is when I attended my first OA meeting, but oh, I decided okay. to go the route of of eating disorder recovery group mm -hmm. support group for like over a year before I realized nobody there was getting better. They were just showing up for a week and moaning about how yeah. horrible their yeah, life was. There was no so then, yeah. So then I went to OA and yeah. So that would probably be 1990. It's 1990. Okay. We got to remember this for Alice for her. For my family. And then kind of finishing up with Alanon, what did you you know, Al-Anon, I noticed that right away with Al-Anon, they talked about members bringing in outside literature because they didn't have any. So there was all this like, you know, bringing in psychotherapy stuff. And I was just kind of interesting that their tradition poor, like that that's what they start with right out of the gate. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's interesting how short it is. And then the line that really jumped out to me is, we are free to pursue anything and everything outside of the meeting that contributes to our health and well-being. Mm -hmm. We are encouraged to learn all that we can about alcoholism, but as a group, we must remain clear why we have come together mm -hmm. and what we hope to accomplish. And just the, the sort of, I like the, the relating the tradition to like personal boundaries. It's like, yeah, yeah you're free to pursue whatever you right. want, but when you come to OA, or Al-Anon, we yeah. do Al-Anon stuff, yeah, so. Well, I also was really struck by Al-Anon as the relationship program. So again, there's way more stuff out there about relationships, codependency, you know, from all the gamut. It's like, yeah, you can read all that stuff, but here we focus on, you know, friends and families of alcoholics. So for example, the Northwest at noon meeting that Megan and I go to, like, there's a part of their script where they're like, if you are in AA, you know, in here, please talk about this. They literally hmm. say something like Al-Anon is not to increase your sobriety. Yeah. Like, Al-Anon is not a program to uh, find, maintain, or increase sobriety or something. Your sobriety. Yeah. Like, you know, that's yeah. not like we're here to focus on, you know, this is a program for people who have been affected by someone else's alcoholism, you know? Yeah. So yeah. And, yeah. Go ahead. The, oh, the interesting thing I always find about Al-Anon Al is they do say that in the meetings. And I think the meetings are primarily for people who have been yeah. affected by other people's alcoholism, but there's also like a lot of people that are just crazy on their own or affected by other people's like <laughs> mental health issues yeah. or whatever, yeah. like it's useful for everyone. So I yeah. find it interesting. Um, but that, I, and I think that that yeah. particular thing was that, right. you know, that AAs were coming in and then doing their AA program. I remember this actually happened at the, and it must've been within the last two years because it was Zoom where um, someone, I don't know, we were, someone was talking about the pain that they were going through with, I don't know, whoever it was, the alcoholic in their life. Um, and then, you know, and so the idea of having boundaries came up around like, when is it, when can you just be like, no, that, and then this guy who clearly made it clear that he was an alcoholic, starts preaching to everyone around how the point of Al-Anon is to understand the alcoholic. It's just like, 
<laughs> so, I mean, I could understand that after a few of those, someone would be like, can we have a business meeting and create, put something in the script? So, yeah. 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 Any thoughts, Alice? Just remembering in the, in the recording, how she talked about how ego driven they are and, and uh, um, they needed checks to make sure they didn't go off the rails. Yeah. That kind of thing that little self-importance of you're all here to know what, you know, learn about me, <laughs> not about your life, but you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So any sort of um final thoughts ideas recommendations stories tidbits i was actually surprised that they had non-alcoholic people out on their board of trustees that um, oh yeah they did that on purpose that was interesting yeah yeah and i was thinking how do you even find non-alcoholics to well, be there like probably devoted? were like you know because i know in the beginning there were a lot of priests and doctors and whatever who mm -hmm. were really invested and they were afraid of having all alcoholics on for either the you know what if people what if we all get drunk together because again it was so precarious and new and then also the big ego thing was to keep the alcoholic ego in check so I was really, I was like, wow, there were some really smart decisions, man, you know, so. so I'm wondering why that didn't carry out, out to the other fellowships. I know that OA and Al-Anon are primarily come from women. So it's a little bit different origin. <laughs> so we don't have problems with our ego? No, I'm just saying it's a different origin story. You know, yeah. AA's origin story was white male upper class, you know, so corporate. Yeah, corporate. no, I mean, I find the orientation like, yeah, if you read a lot of the AA literature, it is all about like lessening one's ego, right? Mm -hmm. And being humble and being a person among people. Whereas if you read like the Al-Anon literature, it's like, <laughs> maybe start thinking about yourself a little bit, like you're worthwhile. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like a totally yeah. different, like Al-Anon people in general, I, I mean, I'm not yeah. speaking of myself, but generally don't need to be told like, you to know, be humble, be humble. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, so yeah, kind of really interesting. Well, you know, this has been a really great conversation. I'm so glad that you guys are doing this with me. And yeah. listeners, stay tuned. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, we'll, you know, we plan to do this in two weeks. We'll see what life on life's terms is, and then we'll be doing tradition five. <laughs>